with storytelling, you meet some incredible people. And if you're lucky, you get to travel around a wee bit, see a few places, meet more folk. And the one person that I was so blessed to meet with and to travel with and to tell stories with was Lawrence Tullock for Shetland. Lawrence was like a brother to me, and sadly he's no longer with us, and a hell of a mess, not just personally, but also for the storytelling world. He was a, a true master and a true gentleman. Now, he told this story, and I'm sure that he wouldn't mind me passing it on as well. And I'm sure his wife Maggie and his daughter Liz wouldn't mind either. Now, I'm not sure what it's called. I'm just going to call it the Shetlander and the Polar Bear. I'm sure that some of you will know what I mean as soon as I say that. But anyway. Now, there was a Shetland guy who signed on a whaling ship. And they sailed off to the Davis Straits. Now, they used to recruit quite a lot in the Northern Isles, in Orkney and Shetland. And they had taken on a lot of Shetlanders aboard this ship. It was a Dundee ship, so it came up from Scotland. But it put in there, it took on water, and it took on men. And off they sailed with it. Now, the ship went around Davis Strait for a while, and they... It wasn't a great catch. Whales were starting to get thin on the... Well, not thin on the ground, but more thin on the waves, I suppose, because they were being overhunted. But, after a while, they decided that it would be worth the risk to stay a bit longer and see if they could maybe find a whale or two more and make the voyage more worthwhile. So, they decided to stay longer. Now, it was a bad decision, as it turned out, because they got trapped in the ice. The sea ice formed, and the ship was nipped, as they call it, gripped by the ice. And that was it. It was going nowhere until the following spring. So they had to settle down and make as good a job as they could on board the ship. And also they had to go and hunt as well in order to get enough food to keep them alive over the winter. Now, Shetland and Scotland have a strained relationship, especially in those days. You see, Orkney and Shetland got pawned by a king of Denmark to the king of Scotland because he couldn't pay for his daughter's dowry. And he never redeemed the pledge, and so Orkney and Shetland passed from being ruled from Scandinavia to Scotland. And the Shetlanders have never quite forgiven them for that, especially at this time, which was 150 years ago. So, anyway, they were stuck in the ship, and it started to become a bit of a feud between the Shetlanders and the Scots. And so in the end, the Shetlanders decided that they'd had enough, and they were going to go and build a hut for themselves on the ice and live there, away from the Scots. And that's what they did. They built themselves a hut. Now, there wasn't much in the way of food, so somebody had to go out and hunt. 
and there was a young guy there, a young Shetlander, who was full of himself. He thought that he was God's gift, you know? He would go out and he would hunt and he would he would catch a whole pile of things for them and bring it back and they would feast that night. Oh, he was fully confident of that. But off he went and all that they had was an old musket, an old barrel-loading musket that he had to pour the gunpowder in and put the shot in and pack it down with a ramrod it was a long process to load that, that gun. But he set off to see what he could find. Now, the one thing that you've got to watch out for in the Arctic is three black dots in the shape of an inverted triangle. Because that is a polar bear. The two black dots at the top are its eyes, and the black dot below is its nose. So you can't really see the bear, because it's white, and of course the background's white, but you'll see these three black dots. But polar bears, they're cunning, and they know that seals are also very intelligent, and seals, which is their usual prey, They've learned to watch out for three black dots as well. So what the bear does is it puts its paw over its nose to hide its nose. And if they see two black dots, they never think twice about it, not thinking it's a polar bear sneaking up on them. Now, this day the young man was out, and he couldn't see anything. It was all white apart from two black dots in the distance. And he carried on walking and walking, and then suddenly the two black dots became one, three black dots. And the polar bear had taken its paw down because it had got quite near to him, and it started to run at him. And he didn't know that the polar bear was after him until the polar bear was racing towards him. And of course he said he's got his powder going down the barrel and he's put his lead shot down and he's got the ramrod out and he's poking it down and then he has to put a little bit of gunpowder in the pan and then he fires and boom the shot goes off and misses the polar bear completely all it's done is it's annoyed the polar bear and the polar bear starts running even harder. Well, the Shetland lad turns around and he runs back towards the hut as fast as he can. And the polar bear is running after him all the way. And he's running for his life, quite literally. And the polar bear is getting closer and closer. The polar bear can run a lot faster than he can. And he's running and running and he can feel the hot breath of the polar bear on the back of his neck. The cabin is just in front of them. He's running towards the cabin, and he's just about at the door when he slips, and he falls flat on his face on the ground. And the polar bear goes straight over the top of him and bashes into the door of the cabin, and it's inside the cabin among all the Shetlanders who are all screaming and yelling. Now, the young Shetland lad... He's got to try to save his reputation here. He doesn't want to admit that he was running away from the bear. So he has to think fast, and think he did. He jumped up and he shouted in through the door of the cabin, There you go, boys. You skin that bugger and I'll go and get you another one. 